And good afternoon. You're listening to Ken Hudnall. This is the Ken Hudnall Show. Coming to you from our studios right here in exciting El Paso, Texas. Gateway to the Old West and the most haunted city in the country. <clears throat> well, today's August 15th, 227th day of the year. 138 days remain to this year's over with. And let's see what we got. Holidays and observances. It is Chant at the Moon Day. I got a few friends that howl at the moon. I don't know about chanting at the moon. Indian Independence Day. National Relaxation Day. Assumption of Mary in Spain. Check the Chip Day. <coughs> Excuse me. Don't refer to microchips on your pets. Feast of Assumption in Chile. Just normal Feast of Assumption. That's observing the Virgin Mary's uh, bodily ascent to heaven at the end of her life. This is uh, the flooding of the Nile day. <coughs> um, uh, foundation of old Panama City. I spent almost three years running around Panama City and Panama. Founding of his, uh, Asuncion in Paraguay, Liberation Day, Liechtenstein National Day, Malalita Province Day, National Acadian Day, National Back to School Prep Day, National Jean Day, National Leathercraft Day, National Lemon Meringue Pie Day, National Philip Day. No Spongebob Day, St. Mary's Day, and World Greatness Day. That's where you celebrate the unsung heroes in your life. As opposed to the, the sung heroes. Alrighty, in 636 AD, the Arab-Byzantine Wars, Battle of Yamuk between the Byzantine Empire and the Rashidun Caliphate begins. 717, Arab-Byzantine Wars. Maslama ibn Abd al-Malik begins the second Arab siege of Constantinople. It lasts for nearly a year. 718, also in the Arab-Byzantine Wars. A raising of the second Arab siege of Constantinople. Uh, in 747, Carloman, mayor of the Palace of Austrasia, renounces his position as Major Domo and retires to a monastery near Rome. His brother, Pepin the Short, becomes the sole ruler of the Frankish kingdom. 778, the Battle of Runcivil Pass takes place between the army of Charlemagne and the Basque army. The, uh, <coughs> this particular uh, battle saw a large force of Basque ambush a part of Charlemagne's army in a high mountain pass in the Pyrenees on the present border between France and Spain. He had invaded the Iberian Peninsula. The Basque attack was in retaliation for Charlemagne's destruction of the city walls of their capital, Pamplona, as uh, the Franks retreated across the Pyrenees back to Francia. Rear guard of the Frankish lords was cut off, stood its ground, was wiped out to the last man. Among those killed was Roland, a Frankish commander, his death elevated him and his, the paladins, the foremost warriors of Charlemagne's court, and the legend became the quintessential role model for knights and greatly influencing the code of chivalry in the Middle Ages. It's amazing what getting massacred can do for your reputation. 805, noble Archana of Dahuna uh, grants the Bavarian town of Dachau to the Diocese of Freezing. 927, the Saracens conquer and destroy Taranto. Uh, 982, Holy Roman Emperor Otto II is defeated by the Saracens in the Battle of Capo Colonna in uh, Calabria. 1018, Byzantine General Eustathios Daphnomelius lines and captures uh, 
the Nazis of Bulgaria by a ruse, thereby ending Bulgarian resistance against Europe, Emperor Basil II's conquest of Bulgaria. 1036, King Stephen I, the first king of Hungary, dies. His nephew, Peter Arcioldo, succeeds him. 1057, King Macbeth is killed at the Battle of Umfenen by the forces of Mael Kolomak Donchada. 1070, the Pavian-born Benedictine Lanfranc is appointed as the new Archbishop of Canterbury in England. 1096, starting date of the First Crusade, is set by Pope Urban II. Yeah, I like the Pope's attitude. You folks go over the other end of the other side of the world and get your asses shot off, and I'll be sitting here supporting you. Now, if he wanted to lead it, I'd have had a different attitude. 1185, the cave city of Fardzia is consecrated by Queen Tamara of Georgia. 1024, the Livonian Brothers of the Sword, a Catholic military order, occupy Tarbuta, that's uh, today's Tartu, as part of the Livonian Crusade. 1237, Spanish Reconquista, Battle of the Puig between the Moorish forces of Taifa of Valencia against the Kingdom of Aragon, culminates in Aragonese victory. 1248, the foundation stone of Cologne Cathedral built to house the relics of the three wise men is laid. Construction is completed um, in 1880. Must have been a union job. 1261, Michael VIII, Palaiologos, is crowned as the first Byzantine emperor in 57 years. 1281, Mongol invasion of Japan. The Mongol fleet of Kublai Khan is destroyed by a divine wind for the second time in the Battle of Khan. The, uh, the divine wind is referred to as kamikaze. And during the Second World War, there were going to be a divine wind and sweep the Allies before them. Didn't quite work out that way. 1310, the city of Rhodes surrenders to the forces of the Knights of St. John. Completing their conquest of Rhodes, the Knights established her headquarters on the island and renamed themselves the Knights of Rhodes. 1430, Francisco Sforza, Lord of Milan, conquers Lucca. 1461, the Empire of Trebizond surrenders to the forces of Sultan Mohammed II. Regarded by some historians as the real end of the Byzantine Empire, Emperor David is exiled and later murdered. 1483, Pope Sixtus IV consecrates the Sistine Chapel, or as uh, one rock singer said, the, the Sistine Chapel. 1511, Alf Alfonso de Albuquerque of Portugal conquers the Malacca, capital of the Malacca Sultanate. 1517, seven Portuguese armed vessels led by Fernando Perez de Andrada beat the Chinese officials at the Pearl River estuary. 1519, Panama City, Panama is founded. 1534, Ignatius of Loyola and six classmates take initial vows leading to the creation of the Society of Jesus in September of 1540. 1537, Hessian Paraguay is founded. 1540, Arequipa, Peru is founded. 1549, Jesuit priest Francis Xavier comes ashore at Hiroshima. Uh, 1592, Imjin War at the Battle of the Hansen Island, the Korean Navy, led by Yi Sun Sin, Yi Yi, and Wan Goin, to decisively defeat the Japanese Navy, led by Wakasaka Yasahara. 1599, Nine Years' War, Battle of Curlew Pass, Irish forces, led by Hugh Roe Donna, successfully ambush English forces, led by Sir Conyers Clifford, sent to relieve Galuni Castle. 1695, French forces in the bombardment of Brussels. 1760, Seven Years' War, Battle of Lignitz. Frederick the Great's victory over the Austrians under Ernst Gideon von Lauden takes place on this date. 1824, the Marquis de Lafayette, the last surviving first general of the American Revolutionary War, arrives in New York and begins a tour of 24 states. 
but he never had a gold record, so I don't know what good it did him. 1843, the Cathedral of Our Lady of Peace in Honolulu, Hawaii is dedicated. Now the Cathedral of the Roman Catholic Diocese of Honolulu. It's the oldest Roman Catholic uh, cathedral in continuous use in the U.S. 1843, Tivoli Garden, one of the oldest still intact amusement parks in the world, opens in Copenhagen, Denmark. 1863, the Anglo-Satsuma War begins between the Satsuma Domain of Japan and the United Kingdom. 1893, Abadan area becomes a British protectorate after a treaty signed by Fujabi, the Bael of Ibadan, with the British acting governor of Lagos, George Denton. 1899, Fratton Park football ground in Portsmouth, England was officially opened. 1907, ordination in Constantinople of uh, Father uh, Raphael Morgan, the first African-American Orthodox priest, priest apostolic uh, to America and the West Indies. 1914, a servant of American architect Frank Lord Wright sets fire to the living quarters of Wright's Wisconsin home. Telly's in and murders seven people there. 1914, the Panama Canal opens to traffic with the transit of the cargo ship SS uh, Ancon. If you've never been to the Panama Canal, I recommend you go. It's fascinating, especially the Swing Bridge. 1914, World War I, first Russian army led by Paul von Rennenkamp enters East Prussia. Also in 1914, World War I, beginning of the Battle of Sur, the first Allied victory World War I. 1915, a story in New York World newspaper reveals the Imperial German government had purchased excess uh, phenol from uh, Thomas Edison that could be used to make explosives for the war effort and diverted it to Bayer for aspirin production. War gave him a big headache, don't you know? 15, uh, 1920, Polish-Soviet War, Battle of Warsaw. So-called Miracle of Vistula took place on this particular date. 1935, Will Rogers and Wally Post are killed after their aircraft develops engine problems during takeoff in Barrow, Alaska. Now, Will Rogers, everybody knows, and Wiley Post uh, was a famed American aviator between the wars, and the first pilot to fly slow around the world. Also known for his work in high-altitude flying, he helped develop one of the first pressure suits and discovered the jet stream, which nobody knew was lost till he found it. And it was post-aircraft that crashed on takeoff into a, a lagoon near Port Barrow in the territory of Alaska. It was uh, a Lockheed Vega aircraft, a Mini May, on display at the National Air and Space Museum from 2003 to 2011. Well, that'll teach you to go flying with somebody who's out for headlines. 1939, 26 Junkers Ju-87 bombers commanded by Walter Siegel meet unexpected ground fog during a dive bombing demonstration for Luftwaffe generals in Newheimer. 13 of them crash and burn. That wasn't good. Also in 1939, Wizard of Oz premieres at Grandma's Chinese Theater in Los Angeles, California. It's interesting. I was in Grandma's once upon a time. Did not see a single Chinese. I thought it was false advertising. Uh, 1940. An Italian submarine torpedoes and sinks the Greek cruiser, Ellie, at Tennis Harbor during peacetime, marking the most serious Italian provocation prior to the outbreak of the Greco-Italian War in October. 1941, Corporal Joseph Jacobs is executed by firing squad at Tower of London at 7.12 in the morning making him the last person to be executed at the Tower for espionage. 1942, World War II, Operation Pedestal. Oil tanker SS Ohio reaches the island of Malta, barely afloat, carrying fuel supplies for the island's defenses. 1943, World War II, Battle of Trahill. Superior German forces around Cretan partisans who managed to escape against all odds. 1944, World War II. Operation Dragon. Allied forces land in southern France. 
1945, on this particular date, Emperor Hirohito broadcast his declaration of surrender following the effective surrender of Japan in World War II. Korea gains independence from the Empire of Japan on this particular date. This was also known as VJ Day, Victory in Japan. 1947, India gains independence from British rule after 190 years of British company and crown rule and joins the Commonwealth of Nations. 1947, founder of Pakistan, Muhammad Ali Jinnah, is sworn in as the first governor general of Pakistan in Karachi. 1948, First Republic of Korea uh, is established in the southern half of the peninsula and became known as South Korea. 1950, measuring 8.6, the largest earthquake on land, occurs in the Assam Tibet Myanmar border, kills 4,800 people. 1952, flash flood. Uh, drenches the town of Lynmouth, England, kills 34 people. 1954, Alfredo Stroessner begins his dictatorships in Paraguay. 1959, American Airlines Flight 514, a Boeing 707, crashes near Calverton Executive Air Park in Calverton, New York. Kills all five people on board. 1960, Republic of the Congo becomes independent from France. 1961, border guard Conrad Schumann flees from East Germany while on duty guarding the construction of the Berlin Wall. 1962, James Joseph Dresnuk defects to North Korea after running across the Korean demilitarized zone. He died in 2018. We just had another one do it not too long ago. 1963, execution of Henry John Burnett, the last man to be hanged in Scotland. 1963, President Fulbert Gillou is overthrown as the Republic of the Congo after a three-day uprising in the capital. 1965, the Beatles played to nearly 50,000 fans at the Shea Stadium in New York City. That event is later regarded as the birth of Stadium Rock. 1969, the Woodstock Arts and Music Fair opens in Bethel, New York, featuring some of the top rock musicians of the era. 1970, Patricia uh, Palinkas becomes the first woman to play professionally in an American football game. 1971, President Richard Nixon completes the break from the gold standard by ending convertibility of the United States dollar into gold by foreign investors. 1971, Bereri gains independence from the UK. 1973, Vietnam War. United States Air Force bombing of Cambodia ends on this date. 1974, Yuk Yong-su, First Lady of South Korea, is killed during an apparent assassination attempt on President Park Chung-hee. 1975, Bangladeshi leader Sheikh Mujibur Rahman is killed, along with most members of his family during a military coup. 1975, Takeo Miki makes the first official pilgrimage to Yasukuni, Shrine by an incumbent prime minister on the anniversary of the end of World War II. 1976, SAETA Flight 232 crashes into Chimborazo Volcano in Ecuador, killing all 59 on board. Wreckage didn't discover until 2002. 1977, the Big Ear, a radio telescope operated by Ohio State University as part of the SETI project, gets a radio signal from Deep Space. That event's named the WOW signal from the notation made by a volunteer on the project. Um, the SETI program is basically an attempt to find extraterrestrial life. 1984, the Kurdistan Workers' Party in Turkey starts a campaign of armed attacks on the Turkish Armed Forces with a attack on police and gendarme bases and Sindinli and Eru. 1985, signing of the Assam Accord, an agreement between representatives of the government of India and the leaders of the Assam movement to end the movement. 1989, China Eastern Airlines Flight 5610 crashes after takeoff from Shanghai Hongkong International Airport, kills 34 of the 40 people on board. 1995, South Carolina. Shannon Faulkner becomes the first female cadet matriculated at the Citadel. She drops out less than a week later. 
Let me tell you about the Citadel. If you got a choice between getting somebody out of the Citadel or getting them out of hell, get the one out of hell. I'm sorry, get the one out of the Citadel, because that is hell. I spent a couple of months there. They were less concerned about um, education. That's the Military College of South Carolina. Then proving how many cadets they got forced to resign. I was there on a Army scholarship, so I just transferred. Screw you. 1995, Tomichi Murayama, Prime Minister of Japan, releases Murayama's statement, which formally expresses remorse for Japanese war crimes committed during World War II. 1998, Northern Ireland, the Omag bombing takes place. 29 people, including a woman pregnant with twins, are killed, and 220 others are injured. The uh, Omag bombing was a car bombing in the town of Omag in County Tyrone in Northern Ireland, carried out by the Real Irish Republican Army, a provisional Irish Republican Army splinter group who uh, opposed the ceasefire and a Good Friday Agreement signed early in the year. Bombing hurt, uh, killed 29, uh, injured 220 others, making it the deadliest single incident in the Troubles in Northern Ireland. Telephone warnings, which didn't specify the location, had been sent almost 40 minutes before, but Police inadvertently moved people to the bomb as opposed to away from the bomb. 1998, Apple introduces the iMac computer. Remember to tell you, if you're going to get a new computer, get the mini iMac. It is a trip. Uh, 1999, Beni Unif massacre in Algeria. 29 people are killed in a false roadblock near the Moroccan border leading to Temporary tensions with Morocco. 2005, Israel's unilateral disengagement plan to evict all Israelis from the Gaza Strip and from four settlements in the northern uh, West Bank begins. 2005, the Helsinki Agreement between the Free SA Movement and the government of Indonesia was signed, ending almost 30 years of fighting. 2007, an 8.0 magnitude earthquake off the Pacific coast devastates Ica and various regions of Peru, killing 514 and injuring 1,090 others. 2013, at least 27 people are killed and 226 injured in an explosion in southern Beirut. near a complex used by Lebanon's militant group Hezbollah in Lebanon. Previously unknown Syrian Sunni group claimed responsibility in an online video. 2013, the Smithsonian announces the discovery of the Olinquito, the first new carnivorous species found in the Americas in 35 years. 2015, North Korea moves its clock back half an hour to introduce Pyongyang time, eight and a half hours ahead of UTC. 2020, Russia begins production of the Sputnik V COVID-19 vaccine. And in 2021, Kabul falls into the hands of the Taliban as Afraf Ghani flees Afghanistan along with local residents and foreign nationals, effectively reestablishing the Islamic uh, emirate of Afghanistan after we lost so many people dismantling it. Uh, our illustrious leader handed it back along with enough equipment to outfit an army. That's nice of him, don't you think? All righty. We've been talking about unsolved murders. And there's been a lot of those. The um, We were talking uh, about the Dior uh, Coons disappearance. Where a little boy disappeared from a uh, campground. None of the adults saw him walk away. He vanished. Let's talk about the disappearance of three-year-old Madeline McCann in 2007. Now, that disappearance shocked the world and cast a shadow of suspicion on her parents. Now, they've been cleared, uh, and they're getting a little bit closer to finding out the truth of what happened. Now, It all began, according to the parents, when the three-year-old 
ask a question at breakfast. She said, Mommy, why didn't you come when we were crying last night? And it was a question that haunts her family. It remains at the center of a heartbreaking mystery that has gone unsolved since the night of Thursday, May 3rd, 2007. When Madeline, who was described as a bubbly, endearingly boisterous little girl, nine days shy of her fourth birthday, vanished from her family's rented holiday apartment in the resort town of Praia de Luz in Portugal. Her parents, Kate and uh, Jerry McCann, were physicians from Leicestershire, England, dining with friends at a nearby tapas bar. Had Madeline and her siblings, twins Sean and Emily, who were both two, been awakened and frightened to tears by an intruder who uh, cased the bedroom the night before coming back to abduct her? It's a question that actually should have been addressed and wasn't. Now, that eerie uncertainty took on a new urgency. Ten years later, when news broke in 2020, the investigators are focused on a prime suspect, a German national and Convicted child sex offender who was living in the Portuguese town at the time uh, Madeline disappeared. Who had a record of break-ins at hotels and holiday apartments there. German authorities announced in that June that they were strong but circumstantial evidence implicating the suspect. He actually remains in prison in uh, Germany for the 2005 rape of an American woman in Paria de Luz. Who had, uh, had previously been convicted for the sexual abuse of a five-year-old girl in Madeline's abduction and possible murder. Investigators cited chilling evidence that the person of interest who was initially identified in accordance with the German law only as a Christian B was in the close vicinity of the Ocean Club Resort where the McCann's were staying on the night their daughter disappeared. Police released photos of a white VW camper van with Portuguese license plates that the suspect later identified. But he's been named as an official suspect in the McCann case. Now, if something disturbed the children to the point they were crying, I find it difficult to believe the parents didn't follow up. 2021, with a full frustrating year, passed with no charges brought. British officials continued to express confidence they were close to solving the case. Even so, none of... Nobody could imagine what it would be like for her family, according to Scotland Yard investigator Mark uh, Cranwell. He said not knowing what happened or where she is has got to be agony. And the agony of the McCann's uh, feeling is surely compounded by the knowledge that a solution might well bring the worst news of all. The little girl is no longer alive. In a joint statement they issued on their website in May of 2021, and McCann said, We hang on to the hope, however small, that we're going to see Madeline again. We need to know what's happened to our daughter, no matter what. And as they had most nights during their week-long stay in Portugal's uh, sunny southern coastal region in May of 2007, the McCann's put their children to bed in their apartment at the uh, upscale Ocean Club Resort complex before heading for dinner at the Tapas restaurant 50 yards away on the other side of the swimming pool of the complex. Joining friends and colleagues who traveled to Portugal for a group vacation, the McCann's took turns checking on the children about every half hour. That's according to what they told the police right later on. Well, when Jerry did the check at about 9.05, all three children were sleeping soundly in their bed. Later told police that as he entered, he found the children's bedroom door, which he'd left ajar. Uh, now open at a 45-degree angle. He assumed one of the kids might have got up to go to the bathroom, so he returned the door to its original position as he left. Only later did the possibility occur to him, he told police, that an intruder was already inside the apartment while he was there. And about ten minutes later, when one of the couple's friends went to check on her own children, she saw a man carrying a bundled child near the McCann's apartment. But, actually, dads with sleeping children in their arms were a common sight at the family-friendly resort, and she didn't think anything about it. About 9.30 p.m., another friend who checked the McCann's apartment found all was quiet, but didn't look into the children's bedroom for some reason. 
Then at about 10 p.m., Kate McCann walked to the apartment. As she entered the child's bedroom, she found the shuttered bedroom windows that they habitually kept closed were wide open, and Madeline's bed was empty. One of the little girl's pink stuffed animals, Cuddle Cat, uh, remained behind. Guests at the resort told authorities they heard the English mother scream, They've taken her. As the beginning was become an unrelenting nightmare. According to Kate and Jerry McCann, uh, every May is tough. In a post they put on their Find Madeline website on the 14th anniversary of their daughter's disappearance. That particular year, May of 2021, is particularly poignant as they should be celebrating Madeline's 18th birthday. She'd been born as the McCann's twins were and been in vitro fertilization after the couple struggled for years to conceive. Kate and Jerry, who were both now in their 50s, who met in 1992 while completing their medical training in Scotland and got married five years later, could only imagine the young woman their daughter would have become. Twin anniversaries of her birth and disappearance were a reminder of years past, of years together lost or stolen. Well, those years, unfortunately, have passed with no answer and from the McCann's every new man at every turn. Early on, Portuguese authorities named the McCann's themselves as suspects amid accusations or rumors that somehow orchestrated her daughter's disappearance or even their mur- her murder. And while friends rallied to their calls and celebrated celebrities like Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling, who later helped Kate write a book about Madeline's disappearance, lent support and raised funds, the couple were savaged in the press abroad and at home in the U.K. Even sympathetic observers wondered how the parents could leave their sleeping children alone in a strange country. Just before the first anniversary of Madeline's disappearance, details of Kate's first interviews with Portuguese police appeared in the press, and the McCann's claimed they were intentionally leaked to make them look negligent. They revealed Madeline and asked her mother why she hadn't responded when the little girl and her siblings had cried out the previous night. And that question struck Kate as odd. Yes, she and her husband had left the apartment the previous uh, night. But they had checked on the children frequently. Still, Kate and Jerry talked it over. And they decided to watch over the children more carefully that particular night, she said. Hours later, Madeline vanished from her bedroom. And the McCanns believed their child's anxiety suggested an intruder may have come in and scoped the children's bedroom out the night before, before the kidnapping her. Every, Kate said, every hour now, I still question, why did I think that was safe? You don't expect a, spe- a predator to break in and take your daughter out of bed. Two years later, Kate's pain was uh, undiluted. She told Oprah Renfrey, I'd prosecute myself every day about that. Eventually, the McCanns were cleared of any wrongdoing, offered an apology by British tabloids in 2008. But the damage to the couple's reputation had already been done, and the McCanns believed that by focusing the inquiry narrowly on the missing girl's parents, investigators ignored crucial evidence that uh, allowed the trail of the abductor to go cold. 2013, two years after then-British Prime Minister David Cameron announced the launch of Operation Grange, well-funded all-out effort to, uh, by Scotland Yard to solve the case, Police were pursuing new line of inquiry suggesting Madeline's abductor was in league with an international child trafficking ring. Same time, they released computer-generated photos of a white male, 20 to 40, with short brown hair, clean-shaven, and medium build, who witnesses claimed had been seen the night of Madeline's disappearance. But, of course, no arrest uh, resulted, and the case still remains open. Then seven years later, German authorities dropped their bombshell, identifying Bruckner as the focus of a, uh, an investigation. It began with a tip received from Scotland Yard in 2017. Uh, German prosecutor Hans Christian Walters' announcement of a break in the case was followed by press reports that identified the new suspect, Bruckner, who would have been about 30 at the t- in 2007, and whose long criminal past included a history of targeting little girls. That's according to CBS uh, New show, 48 Hours. If 48 Hours gets after a year, really in trouble. Signing German court documents, 48 Hours reported that Bruckner fled to Portugal after 
1994 conviction in Germany for sexually abusing a young child. Extradited back to his homeland in 1999, he served out his sentence for returning to Portugal while he was reportedly living in a house in Praia de Luz, a mile from McCann's Ocean Club Holiday Apartment at the time Madeline disappeared. His cell phone was actually tracked to the crime scene, or at least next to the crime scene the night uh, Madeline disappeared. Germany-based crime analyst Mark Hoffman told CBS News a number of things, to include the fact that the cell phone tracking showed that he was at the apartment. German authorities issued an urgent appeal for the mystery person Bruckner spoke with that night on the cell phone to step forward. And despite what was characterized as strong evidence, the suspect still has not been charged in the case. Investigation's ongoing and it'll take a lot longer. Maybe we aren't, won't finish it this year. That was a statement made by Walters to the Portuguese newspaper Expresso in March of 2023, declining to provide any further details. Even with the renewed hope of a breakthrough in the case, the announcement came with a devastating caveat. Christian Hope of Germany's Federal Criminal Police said the evidence led investigators to the assumption that Madden was the victim of a homicide. And despite published reports that the McCanns had been informed in a letter from German authorities they believed Madeline was dead, the couple emphatically denied having been so notified. British police, meanwhile, said they could continue to investigate Madeline's McCann's disappearance as a missing persons case. As tantalizing of a close to solution as it seemed to be when the Bruckners were singled out, uh, when Bruckner was singled out as a prime suspect, the wait for a solution in the heartbreaking case continues. Bruckner, who remained in jail and for the 2005 rape, has written open letters to German media outlets that uh, excoriate prosecutors for persecuting an innocent person and for accusing him but not formally charging him in the case of Madeline's disappearance. But German prosecutor Walter said that while witnesses have come forward, unfortunately not all our questions have been answered. And yet he remained confident, he said, that uh, they would solve the disappearance. And so for Madeline's family and friends, the nightmare goes on. We continue to make the best of our situation while never forgetting or giving up, the McCann said in a January 2023 holiday message to supporters. We head into the new year with continued determination and positivity. Well, you know, the interesting thing, if in fact it was a abduction, let's say child trafficking, somebody knows where this little girl is. And according to the uh, computer-enhanced photos, she would be a head-turner. Well, let's talk about the case of the girl in the van. More than 30 years after 19-year-old Tara Coleco vanished during a bike ride near her New Mexico home, police may be closer to solving the mystery. This is a young lady who... Uh, after her disappearance, photographs were found in the parking lot in Florida showing her tied up in the back of a van. Nobody knows where the photos came from. On the morning of September 20th, 1988, 19-year-old Tara Coleco got her Walkman cassette player and a tape with music by the rock and roll band Boston, got on her mother's 10-speed pink Huffy bicycle and headed out for a bike ride in the desert around her home in Rio Communities, New Mexico. She was a college sophomore, often pedaled as much as 25 miles on a round trip. She liked the exercise and soaking up solitude and the scenery that sprawled beyond the miles of open highway surrounded by uh, wide expanses of desert. As she took off, she called out to her mother, Patsy, and her uh, stepsister, Michelle Dole. If I don't come home, something happened to my bike. Come get me. Yeah, they were the last words Tara's family ever heard her speak. More than 34 years, the family's been haunted by the events of that morning and wondering why the charming, intelligent young woman who was studying psychology at the University of New Mexico never returned home. 1989, they thought they had found a clue. A disturbing photo picked up by a woman in the parking lot of a convenience store in Florida showed a girl who looked like Tara, and I, and I talked about this a few moments ago, in the back of a van with black duct tape over her mouth and her... Uh, hands tied behind her back. 
Carr's mother was convinced the girl in the snapshot, which uh, circulated widely in the media, was actually her missing daughter. Of course, authorities who uh, analyzed uh, the image disagreed. Now, though, the task force of local police, FBI, and the Department of Homeland Security has been working on the case since 2013, have what they believe to be credible leads that could finally lead to closure, the most baffling mystery that uh, Coleco Sleepy rural communities ever seen. According to lead investigator, uh, Valencia County uh, Lieutenant Joseph Rowland, the case is being very actively investigated at this point. Been a lot of activity in the last year. He said that in 2021. He added a new search warrant was executed that year, although the results were sealed by a court and couldn't be revealed. He refused to discuss further details, but told People Magazine in 2018 is a very solvable case. Some local suspects that are currently under investigation. Well, when Tara didn't return home from that bike ride so long ago, authorities launched a massive search by land, sea, and air, including the nearby Rio Grande River. But initially found only bike tracks leading nowhere. Days into the investigation, police located a sun-bleached cassette tape and broken pieces of a Walkman, but that also led nowhere. Intermittent storms washed away other potential evidence. Tara's older brother, Chris, who's now in his mid-50s, said, I knew, my parents knew immediately that was foul play. We don't have any idea what happened. Well, as the mystery stretched on, Tara's family refused to wait passively for news. Her mother and her stepfather, John Dole, took the extraordinary step of becoming deputized of Valencia County, compiling police records and chasing leads from state to state. Uh, Patty and John kept hoping Tara would be found alive and they stopped her bedroom with new gifts for every birthday and Christmas that went by. 2006, after years of declining health, Patty died of complications following a series of strokes. According to Chris, John and I finally had closure that Tyra was dead. The mom never did. She'd constantly have dreams that Tyra was home and wake up in tears. Well, the, the toll that Tyra's disappearance took on the family of affected her stepsister Michelle, who's also now in her 50s, so much that in 2010, 22 years after Tara's disappearance, she and Tara's high school pal, Melinda Esquibel, began uh, scouring police files and re-interviewing witnesses in an effort to keep the case alive. 2017, Esquibel launched the podcast Vanished, a Tara Coleco investigation, and she's convinced that she and Michelle are getting closer to locating Tara's remains. She said, I want to know where she is. I want somebody to pay for this. And so does former Valencia Sheriff Rene Rivera, who was the lead investigator on the case from 1996 to 2007. Rivera says it's likely Tyra was killed by a teenage boy she knew. 2008, he told the Albuquerque Journal he believed that the parents of those boys were complicit in hiding the truth about what had happened to Tyra. According to police reports, she had been receiving threatening notes on her car windshield in the months before she disappeared. And multiple witnesses reported Tyra was followed by a pickup truck the day she went missing. Somebody out there knows something, according to FBI Supervising Special Agent Ben Bourgeois. For those closest to Tara, that there may finally be answers to her fate, and somebody brought to justice would mean uh, some measure of peace. According to Tara's friend, Janie Evans, she was a good person, sweet, smart. If anybody knows anything, come forward and let the family know. It's more than just closure. Not knowing is the worst part. And part of the problem is, at least the FBI that I've associated with, I'd have more faith in the Keystone Cops. The uh, I had a, an issue I was having referred to the FBI, and they absolutely blew it off. It's just absolutely phenomenal. In one particular case, I went to the... Texas, the vaunted Texas Rangers. I know him. He wouldn't do something like that. We're not going to investigate this. That's just wasting our time and resources. That gives you a great deal of faith, don't you know? Well, let's talk about Amber Hagerman. Her kidnapping and murder led to the Amber Alert system that's uh, saved over a 1,000 children now, uh, more than 25 years later. And police hope to catch her killer. Still, Amber Hagerman adored playing with her 
Barbie princesses and loved the color pink and spent hours riding bikes with her five-year-old brother, Ricky. According to Amber's mother, Donna Williams, uh, she loved being a little mommy to her little brother. On the bright afternoon of January 13, 1996, the siblings were pedaling around the parking lot of an abandoned Winn-Dixie grocery store near their grandparents' home in Arlington, Texas, when uh, Ricky decided to go home. Before Amber could join him, a man drove up in a black pickup, snatched her off her pink bike, and drove away. The elderly neighbor in his backyard got a glimpse of the scene and dialed 911, but by the time the police arrived, which is typical, no sign of the nine-year-old. Organizing days later, a man walking his dog miles away from the parking lot saw a body near a creek. It was Amber. According to her mother, she was just so full of life. And I want to know, why? Why her? She was only a little girl. What did she do to anybody? You know, the heartbreak and horror of the case and the, the haunting possibility of law enforcement could have saved Amber and they found her faster led to the creation of the Amber, America's Missing Broadcast Emergency Response. You know, it's interesting. I've had three occasions to call the police. The first one, somebody broke into my wife's car and we've got him on video doing it. And there were floodlights... And when I gave it to the police, you know what they said? I don't know how we'd find him. We don't recognize him. It even got their car and the license plate. We ain't got any way to trace that. I don't know what we're going to do, but we'll do something. And in a short period of time later, I was attacked in the local graveyard. I used to do ghost tours for 20 years. And I knew who it was. And I told the police. And we had it on video once again. Channel 9 was filming my ghost tour. And they got the attack on video. Turned it over to the deputy sheriff because that particular graveyard was county property. We don't know what happened to that videotape. It just disappeared, you know. And, And I talked to the guy you said did it. And he said he didn't. And he wouldn't lie to me. Uh, the last time we were hit in the parking lot of a Specs. Now, they sell alcohol. And this guy was hiring a kite. And he came shooting out that parking lot backward, uh, that parking space backward and rammed into our truck. Now, I called the police. An hour and 45 minutes later, after I called the chief and chewed his ass out, an officer showed up, took a report. He don't know what they're going to do. I mean, you know, he's sure that guy meant well. The mere fact he tried to run over my wife when she tried to talk with him. Well, that was probably just an oversight, you know. I never thought I'd come to El Paso to deal with Barney Fife. Well... As of 2023, emergency messages issued by law enforcement when a child's been kidnapped are used in all 50 states. District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, and 33 countries and have to date saved 1,127 children in the U.S. along with another 131 via a sister wireless program, according to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. William said it's another legacy for my daughter that she didn't die in vain. Shockingly, despite the far-reaching impact of the Amber of Amber's case, her killers remained at large. Police are hopeful the recent advancements in DNA testing uh, being used on evidence collected in Amber's case, as well as any new tips from the public, will finally solve it. According to Detective Grant Gilden, a lot of people will refer to Amber's case as a cold case, but for the Arlington Police Department, it's never been listed as a cold case. Because they've never gone over 180 days without having some lead come in. Near leads, we continue to investigate extensively. It's an open and active case. And here in El Paso, if somebody breaks into your house, we can't get them to investigate. I'm sure he didn't mean to break into your house. Probably just an oversight on his part, don't you know? That a little girl enjoying the innocence of riding her bike in the afternoon could be targeted by a killer, sent anguish and anger throughout the community and beyond. Texas mother Diana Simone couldn't stop thinking about how a kidnapper snatched Amber and escaped without a trace. She said, I 
I can't get over this child. Has to be something we can do. I mean, they do civil defense alerts. Why can't they do it for this? So she called the local radio station with her idea, and 14 days after Amber's abduction, wrote a letter to the station requesting if her alert system were put into place, it'd be known as Amber's plan. Well, the media and law enforcement uh, soon put the plan, renamed the Amber Alert, into place that same year. 1998 was credited with uh, saving kidnapped uh, eight-week-old Ray Lynn Bradley in just 90 minutes. Now, an adult Bradley is a vociferous advocate for the alert. Although the police responded immediately in Amber's case, her bike was still sitting in the parking lot. They couldn't locate the suspect or the truck. Investigators think he may have been a local after a witness reported seeing him turn onto a side road to make his getaway and believed he kept her alive for a few days before he left her body at the creek. Amber's family still hopes somebody, maybe a person in the area who's undocumented and afraid to finally help solve the crime. Anyone who's seen or heard anything about Amber's case, uh, they were asked to come forward. Amber needs justice. Well, it's interesting to note that when you look at all these kidnappings that become high profile, it shouldn't require high profile publicity to get the police to do their job. It's like I told the director of the VA, if you don't want to do your job, go sell shoes. At least you can't hurt somebody doing that. I mean, unfortunately, the problem is everybody's got a friend. I'm dealing with a case right now involving outright corruption and cover-up. I went down to file the complaint with the city and a city official in all seriousness said people like you got plenty of money. If you'd open up that wallet and spread some around you wouldn't be having these issues. I said who are people like me? You Jews. Now this is a city official telling me because he thought I was Jewish that I had plenty of money and I ought to be paying some bribes to get the city to do its job. And then another individual said, well, if, if you'd pay a $16,000 honorarium, I guarantee you these problems would end. You know what an honorarium is? A bribe. And the people who caused the problem, city officials told me, in all seriousness, they take our inspectors out to lunch every day. We're not going to do anything to them. Now, that's law enforcement in El Paso, Texas. Well, we come to the end of today's show. We'll be back and talk about some more unsolved cases tomorrow. Until then, this is Ken Hudnall for the Ken Hudnall Show saying have a truly great evening.